You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Amen, amen, amen. Abundant life, that's the title of my message. And it wasn't always like that. It wasn't always like that for me. I really experienced this abundant life, which I want to talk about today. When I got planted here at this church, see, that was over four years ago. And nothing excites me more than uh, the Vision Builder series. Every year when we come around Vision Builders, because I have benefited from that. Because people gave, to, uh, they gave so that we can purchase this building here in Eastlake, which was five minutes from my home. And one day I came in here visiting and, and I, I stood to, and this became my home. So yes, Vision Builders, the Vision Builder Initiative is awesome. And, and, and it might be hard to believe, uh, but a lot of churches don't do this. And, and, and the fruit that comes from it is so evident in our church. I mean, we got campuses all over the city. We got, a, we got a campus out in Salt Lake City. Not only that, but we got ranches, orphanages. We got a village in Peru. We got a, there's so many things. And, and the reason why that's important is because that's territory in different areas, territory that is claimed for God, where lives are changed, where lives are changed because of this. So this abundant life that I want to talk about, there's three things, three things that, that three keys that I want you guys to, to really get from, uh, from today. And the Bible says this, that the, the thief does not come, this is in John 10.10, 10. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, I have come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. More abundantly. And like I said, uh, when, when I gave my life to Christ, I was 17 years old. I was a teenager, really broken, really messed up. I came to God fully surrendered, just wanting nothing but to serve him. And I went through my Christian life just full of ups and downs, ups and downs, and, and stagnant. And I would go to church and check the box. I attend the church. Okay, I'm serving. But I really didn't feel like my life was on a, like a tra trajectory upwards until I got here. And then I started learning some things that, that in all the years I really didn't have a grasp on. I didn't have a grasp on these things. And this is what I want to talk about today. The first key is trust to trust and learning how to trust God. You see, we throw this around so, so easily. Oh yeah, just trust in God, but what does that really even mean? One of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Proverbs 3, chapter three, verses five and six, which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall direct your path. He shall direct your path. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And let me tell you something. Acknowledging God, and, and when it comes to giving, that's probably the area, I'm going to be truthful, where I feel most challenged. Where I feel most challenged to trust God. But I probably have experienced more breakthrough in this area than any other thing. Is when I've learned to trust God by giving. And that's why I talked about vision builders. We, me and my wife, we started giving um, about three years ago when we started vision builders. And every year we've increased and we've seen increase. The Bible says that the world, uh, the, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. 
So trust. I got a, a vision builder story for you, which is really, really recent. Uh, <laughs> so this was the, we just finished uh, last year's pledge. Um, we were on our way to the ranch. We, we, we have this awesome dinner where we make new pledges. We finish our old pledges. And to be honest, I was kind of struggling with whether or not I was going to finish Vision Builders or not. It, w- it was tough because, see, the thing was, the amount of money we had in our, in, our, in our account, our savings account, was just enough to finish our pledge from last year. And there was a lot of things going on. I mean, we were going for a house. And, and honestly, when we made this pledge, me and my wife both worked at the time. And, and even in that moment, it was still a, a stretch for us to, to, to give um, this amount. But we made a decision as we're going up to Vision Builder, okay, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to give. And at this time, the, the, the IRS had owed us money from our income taxes. However, it was a, there was a holdup, a delay, and I was like, man, are we ever going to get this money or not? I don't know. <laughs> Come on, somebody call them up. <laughs> Got to get this money. <laughs> so there was a holdup. I wasn't sure about it. So the decision I made was, God, I'm trusting that this money will be released. Um, so, so I'm going to finish this pledge. And I was also believing that, that we were in the process of selling a home that our home would sell for, for more than we expected. So literally when we make the decision to finish our pledge, that week we end up getting the money gets uh, deposited into our bank account. But we got f- almost 4000 more than expected. I didn't know where this money had came from. But I wasn't going to ask any questions. I was just going to receive what God had for us. So, yes, we got blessed. But not only that, a week later, our house sells for 35 grand on top of what we even expected. So that just shows you how good God is when you trust in him. And I believe God wants you guys to know if you feel a, a challenge in a certain area when it comes to trust, Trust in him. What God has for you is much better than anything you can drop on your own. That's, that's a promise. The next thing, the next key I want to talk about is faith. And since I've been planted here, I feel like my faith has been taken to, to a new level. In, in um, 2 Corinthians, uh, what is it, 5... 511, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And this is a scripture I've heard for many, many years, but I really didn't live like this. I wasn't walking my Christian journey with God, walking in faith. There was times I wasn't really believing for anything in my life. Like I said, I was just going and checking the box and attending and feeling, okay, I, I, I'm good. This is what it is. But until I came here, I felt my faith challenged. And fear, fear is in direct opposition of your faith. Fear is in direct opposition of your faith. We do not base our faith on what we hear from the world or what we see on the news, but we base our faith on the word of God. See, the word of God says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In Hebrews 11, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. What are you hoping for? 
We should all be hoping for something in our lives, for God to show up in some type of way in our lives. See, fear will get you to flee from what God intends you to, for you to overcome. I'm going to say that again. Fear will get you to flee from what God intends for you to overcome. And this is really shown, and, and, and I love this story. And some of you probably, it's probably one of your favorite stories. It's the story of David and Goliath, right? The underdog story. The underdog story. Nobody's seen this coming. Came out of nowhere. Like that movie Rudy, right? <laughs> so for 40 days, the Goliath giant would come out and taunt the Israelites. He would taunt them. And the Bible says that every time they saw him or they heard him, they, they, they were overcome with fear. And that caused them to flee. 40 days he came out and taunted them. So you got to be, be very careful from what you hear and what you see. If it is not aligned with the word of God, then it's not from God. It's not from God. So, we, we, uh, so David... He goes out to the field to bring his brother some food. He sees what's going on. And, and here's the thing about David is he's, he hasn't been in, in like a battle, like warfare, like um, Goliath had been. But he was a shepherd and, and he defended his sheep from lions and bears. But here's the thing about David is he knew that God was with him through these battles. And I believe God wants you to take him to whatever battle you're facing right now. God wants you to take him into battle with, with you. He had like a, a, what we call like a confidence. He was confident in God and what God could do, right? <laughs> so he knows it wasn't out of his own strength that he was ever to over, able to overcome these beasts. But he knew that God was able to rescue him and give him victory. So when he came out onto that field, you know, he, he stripped the armor that King Saul tried to give him. He took his slingshot out there, and he faced off with this huge man, this Goliath, right? He's small. To be in the army, you were 20 years or older. So he wasn't in the army. He would believe that he was just a teenage boy, a young boy. So I can only imagine thousands of people looking and like, oh, my, we already know what's going to happen. <laughs> we already know the outcome to this one, guys. But here's the thing is that this is a story of faith. Because David came out and he had such a faith, uh, uh, faith about him that, that he declared victory before it even happened. God wants you to declare victory before it ever happens. That's faith. That's faith. What he told Goliath was, hey, I'm about to whip you up. I'm about to chop off your head. And just annihilate you. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> he took him out, right? That was faith. Faith. And I got a story of faith. We can't harp it enough if you're a man to get to men's prayer. It has been just life-altering for me on Tuesday mornings. That's where we say we go into war. We go into battle for our families. And for... For many years, I would pray by faith that I would see 
I would see my brother come to this church, his family, my sister-in-law, my nephews. Come on. Come on. I would pray for them in the circle, and other men would surround me and believe with me by faith. And this year at Emerge, I had the opportunity to lead a team, which was an amazing honor. And, and of course, uh, I wanted my family there. I wanted my brothers, my dad. And my older brother, he, he, growing up, he was a mentor to me, always there for me. We, we were devastated by, by the brokenness of our family, but my brother was always there to kind of guide me, like a father figure. So I told my brother, you have to go to Emerge. And I could tell he was just thinking about it, teeter-tottering back and forth with the, the idea, but he told me yes. And he told me at this time, he was struggling with faith, his belief in God. And see, me and my brother, we grew up in the same church. We, we've had a lot of the same experiences with God, feeling the power of God. But he had drifted away for many, many years. And I knew if he just gets to emerge, the power of God's going to just wreck him in a good way. So he goes, and sure enough, that's exactly what happens. And one of the biggest things was that he just seen how real this church is. And that's what I love about our church is that this is fresh, real, and powerful. It's transparent. And he got to see that amongst the, the men's ministry here in this church. So we, we get back from Emerge. He's telling me about his experience, and I'm just, I'm in awe of what God has done in his life. And next thing you know, he brings his family, my sister-in-law, Jenny, nephews, my mom's coming. Um, everyone's coming because they're seeing what's going on. Now my brother's been here almost every single Sunday. He's been at men's prayer. He just finished DNA. I'm telling you, what are you believing for? Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. Don't give up on your family members. Maybe there's someone in your life that you know needs a touch from God. Let me tell you, if it happened for me, it can happen for you. God is not a respecter of people. He's a God of his principles. This is the type of God we serve. It's time to have some faith. I believe that there's going to be an impartation of faith tonight. In Jesus' name. Have faith in God. That's the second key. What I've learned since I've been planted here. The third one, the third key is freedom. Understanding freedom. And this is one of those other things that we just throw around a lot. Talking about freedom in God. Freedom in Christ. But there's a lot of believers who aren't living in this type of freedom that we talk about. And that's what another thing I love about our church is that we're a church of freedom. There's that, that's, we have a culture of freedom in this place. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty which Christ has made us free. Do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If you don't understand your freedom in Christ, you will live your Christian life as a slave. If you don't understand the freedom that we have, you can live your life as a slave. And that's just unfortunate. Because God has a life and a life more abundant for us. An abundant life. And growing up, all, all I really was taught and all I really learned was legalism. And for some of you, you might not know, maybe that's a term you're barely hearing for the first time. 
but this is what legalism is. It's emphasizing a system of rules, regulation. This system is for achieving salvation and spiritual growth. Legalism is essentially opposed to grace. Essentially opposed to grace. You know, it's unfortunate that, that, that scriptures are taken out of context and Deuteronomy 6 and you're taught that you can't wear certain linens together and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> but these are the type of things that were show, taught to me as a young boy. Of, hey, the women, you can't wear makeup, jewelry, you have to wear skirts. You can't go to the movies. You can't listen to certain music. There's a bunch of all, all these different things. And, and not only that, but there was just such an idea of, of earning your salvation by works. Like you had to constantly be doing something to earn salvation or else you can lose it. And I don't know about you guys, but that's exhausting, trying to live a life like that. Because it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He has set us free from this. We're not to be bound again by a yoke of slavery. There's a good tension between freedom and holiness. And these are some things that you might find yourself dealing with today of, of bondage. Maybe there are strongholds, strongholds that are, that are holding you back. Maybe it's just a lack of discipline in your life. A lack of discipline. And, and it's not a, 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 a bad spirit problem, but it's just a lack of discipline. You know, and, and, and those are things that can hold you back. But here's the thing about, about Jesus. Is that everywhere he went, and you see it in the Gospels, is that everyone that came in, into contact, came in, had an encounter with him, with Jesus, was set free. People were set free from from, from evil spirits, people were set free from, from uh, disease, from bondage. Jesus wants to set you free tonight. He wants you to be set free of these things that aren't allowing you to live an abundant life in him. I love the story of the woman caught in adultery. Because this woman wasn't running to Jesus for freedom. She was dragged to him by Pharisees. See, other people were running to Jesus. Like the woman with the issue of blood. She ran just to, to grab, touch the hem of his garment. And when she touched the hem of his garment, there was power that was released. And she was healed instantly in that moment. But you see, this woman was caught in adultery and dragged out. And her penalty for this was to be stoned to death. She was placed at the feet of Jesus. And maybe you're here today and, and you didn't come out of your own will. Maybe you were dragged here in a way, right? <laughs> but you're hearing this and you feel God just tugging at your heart. Let me tell you, that's a sign that God wants to set you free and give you a life and a life more abundant in him. She was at the feet of Jesus. And for those of you who do not know, Jesus tells everyone surrounded around him, he who has no sin, cast the first stone. Go ahead, if you've never sinned, if you don't sin, go ahead and, and kill her. Throw rocks at her. Take her out. 
right? This is what she's deserving of. But this is such a beautiful story of grace and truth. The grace of God, the grace of Jesus in that moment. When he says this, they all drop their rocks and they, they walk away. And he tells her, look up, where are your accusers? They're not here, they're nowhere to be found. That's grace. Unmerited favor, favor that she didn't, that she didn't earn. She was just caught doing something bad. Yet there's still grace for her. We've all fallen short. We've all made mistakes in our life. But God's grace is sufficient for all of us. His blood covers all our sin, the multitude of our sin. And Jesus tells her in that moment, get up and sin no more. That's truth. She's not going to benefit from that. Nothing good comes out of that, living that way. That's truth. That's his truth. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. I never, never thought that one day I would be up here. And, and I'm sharing my life with you guys. This works. What I'm telling you guys works. I don't care what the enemy has been telling you, because they're all lies. This is truth, this is scripture, this is the word of God. The very God who created this universe by spoken word has life and life more abundant for you. See, the enemy's trying to steal, kill, and destroy your trust in God, your faith in God, and your freedom in God. But I'm here to tell you today that God has freedom for you. God has freedom for you. The power of God is in this place today. And maybe you're here today and you've never made that decision for yourself. You're, 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 you're probably hearing this for the first time. And maybe you didn't understand that, that God has, uh, that, that, that Jesus died for your sins. That he died so that you wouldn't have to face the penalty of sin. And maybe up until this point, you haven't lived a life that you can only stay, say is an abundant life. A life full of blessings. That doesn't mean you're not going to go through things. That doesn't mean that, that you might not, uh, you're never going to experience trauma or hard times. But it means that Christ will be with you. Not only will he be with you, but he will give you his spirit to empower you to live right. And that's key. We can't be in right standing with God but based out of our own, out of our own will. Out of just doing, out of our own good deeds. Christ has did it. The work is finished. All you got to do is receive him today. Just receive him. It's a free gift. It's a free gift from God. And that's the first decision to make. If that's you, I want everyone to just close their eyes. And this is a personal decision between you and God. And I want you to do something bold. If you feel like God is talking to you in this moment and, and tugging at your heart to just receive him tonight for the first time, 
I want you to just lift up your hand. Put your hand high in the air and just receive them tonight. I see you here on the right. I see you guys here. People's hands, people's hands are going up all over this place, receiving Jesus tonight. Come on. You guys can put your hands down. I want everyone to stand up. The ministry team come up. I want to personally meet you and congratulate you for making this decision, this powerful decision, this life-altering decision. So if you are with somebody that lifted up their hand, why don't you bring them down to this altar, altar as we cheer them on and encourage them to take that bold step of faith today. Come up up to the front. There's no shame here. There's no judgment here. This is a beautiful thing of what God has done in your life. There's quite a few of you over here. There's some out here. Just come up to the front, guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And the second, the second thing I want to do is this, is that maybe you were like me and you have made a decision long, long ago to, to live for Jesus and to serve Jesus, but you haven't experienced these things which I've talked about, uh, of living an abundant life. You probably feel like your, your life, you've just been living in defeat and failure and shortcomings. And today you just wanna tr learn how to trust God more. Learn how to have faith in God. And you wanna learn about your freedom that you have in Christ. I want you to do a bold thing because there's transformation that happens. When you take that bold step of faith and come up to the front, God will see that, he will meet you there. So come up to the front if that's you as well. And you just want to experience that life that God has for you. A life of abundance. We got our response team out here on the side. And this is what I want you guys to do. Is I want you guys to flow that way towards the response lounge. We got some gifts for you guys. But before we do that, we just all want to pray together. We all want to pray together as a church family. For those who've made an amazing decision today, such a powerful decision. So I want you guys to just repeat after me. Dear, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus on a rescue mission for my soul. I believe that Christ died for me and that his blood covers my sins. Today, I've made a decision to serve God for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.